Blog Talk Radio. This is Pastor Brad Morgan of New Life Beginnings Church. It's good being with you today. For the last three weeks, I've been talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we've been looking in the Word concerning that. And Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So when the power of God comes upon our lives, we receive power. We, that power is dunamis, it's dynamite. And so that, that power comes upon us through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, the, the church started with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That word uh, baptism is baptismo. It means to immerse. Today I want to look at Acts uh, chapter 9. I want to look at Paul and his experience with the Holy Spirit. Acts 9 verse 1 Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuted. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into my city, and you will be told what you must do. Boy, that's typical guidance. You know, we'll ask God for guidance, and many times God will just show us the next step. And so that's what he told him. Go into the city and you'll be told. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Boy, that's powerful. They heard something, but they didn't see. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and he and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight. Oh, this is so fascinating to me that Paul, and actually was Saul now, but his name's going to be changed to Paul, that God told him to go to the street called Straight. And, uh, you know, it, it, it is a straight way. It is a straight path that the Lord leads us on. And inquire at the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and pulling his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. It's amazing when we begin to pray, and when we get begin to pray out of desperation, God will start speaking to us and showing 
us what to do. Then Ananias said, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine. Again, we see in the conversion of Saul that God gives an instruction, God gives a word of wisdom to to a man and tells him to do something that doesn't make any sense. You know, God will tell you to do things at times that don't make any sense. He's a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and went back and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. So he received the word of God. You know, I believe when Jesus appeared to him that he received the word. Then he he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now you might say, well, he didn't speak in tongues here. But if you go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it said that he, he was glad that he spoke in tongues more than any of y'all. And so uh, he he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and I believe he spoke in tongues. And then he was baptized. Now if we go on and read in, in Acts chapter 9, Acts, Acts, actually Acts chapter 10, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called to the Italian regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. It's interesting, prayer and giving are tied together. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly a vision. The ninth hour would be 3 p.m., an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up from a memorial before God. I want to tell you something. Sometimes we think it, we pray and it doesn't do any good. Sometimes we think we give and it doesn't do any good. The devil even tell us it's not doing any good. You know, the devil doesn't know how the kingdom works. When he tells you your giving's not doing any good, that's a wonderful sign. So, but, but it says that your giving has come up from memorial before God. I never forget many years ago, the Lord, someone released an unusual seed into our ministry. And I began, and I was praying, and God told me this verse, your giving has come up as a memorial before God. When God says your giving has come up as a memorial before him, God is about to do something in your situation. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon a tanner whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. And when the angel who spoke to him had departed, 
Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from those who waited on him continually. So when he explained all these things to him, he sent him he sent them to Joppa. The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. That was that was at noon. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And boy, I like this verse. You know, it shows the humanity of Peter, but it also shows that God can work and visit us even in the midst of our humanity. And he saw heaven opened and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners descending to him and let down the earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time, What God has cleansed you must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven again. Now while Peter wondered within himself what this vision which he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, go down, and go with them, doubting nothing. For I have sent them. Now, why did he tell him to doubt nothing? Because he's getting ready to lead him in a way that was very unusual, that was very outside what his culture had taught, was very outside what the Word has taught. Remember, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you'll be witnesses to Samaria. In other words, you'll be witnesses to people that you never thought you'd be witnesses to. Now, again, uh, God wants to make us as living memorials. And so what is he going to begin to tell these people? said, yes. Then Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said, yes, I am him whom you seek. For what reason have you come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, one who fears God, and has a good reputation among all the nation of the Jews, was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear words from you. Then he invited them in and lodged there. On the next day, Peter went away with them, and some brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And the following day they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up myself, I'm also a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. Then he said to him, You know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore, I came without objection. As soon as I was sent for you, I asked them, For what reason have you sent me? So Cornelius said, Four days ago, I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, 
And behold, the man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in a house of Simon a tanner by the sea. When he comes, he will speak to you. So I sent to you immediately, and if you have done well to come. Now therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is the Lord of all, that word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism with John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we were our witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to those who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets witness that through his name, Whoever believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins. While Paul was still speaking, these words, the Holy Spirit, fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because of the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues, and magnify God. Then then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they asked him to stay a few days. So here we see the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We see it become on the Gentiles. We see it shock Peter. We see it shock other people. And I want to tell you something. When the power of God begins to come and the power of God begins to work into people's lives, there'll be some people that'll be shocked. There'll be some people that'll be surprised because God confirms his word with signs following. And the power of God is still present today. The power of God is present to deliver. The power of God is present to heal. The power of God is present to baptize people in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I want to tell you today, if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, but you've received Jesus, that power is available to you. And Jesus is one that baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And you just need to ask God. You just need to tell him, God, would you please, 
I see my need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I ask you right now to baptize me with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I receive this baptism. I receive this power upon my life. And God, as this language comes, I will speak out this language in praise to you and in prayer to you. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And I want to tell you something. Some people, when they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they might just receive one syllable. They don't receive a whole language. My wife received one syllable. But as she spoke forth that syllable, God formed it into a language. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is available to everyone. God says he'll pour water unto him that is thirsty. So if you're thirsty today, God will pour out that power on you. And God says to not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Even after you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, God will fill you afresh and anew with his spirit and with his power. So I hope you enjoyed that word today. And this was Pastor Brad Morgan. And uh, I want to invite you, I want to encourage you to visit our website at newlifebeginningschurch.com. That's newlifebeginningschurch.com. There's a secure site there where you can sow into this ministry. If you'd like to sow by mail, our address is New Life Beginnings Church. P.O. Box 203, Patterson, Texas, 77466. If you do not have a church home, I want to invite you to come visit ours. Our Sunday service is at 1030. The church address is 5609 FM 359 North, Brookshire, Texas, 77423. We offer child care for the four-year-olds and younger. We also offer children's church for the five-year-olds up to fifth grade twice a month. On Wednesday nights, we reach out to the kids in the Brookshire Patterson area. We have service and classes that start at 7 p.m. If you have prayer requests or would like to speak with us, our church phone number is 281-802-8094. You can contact me by email at bmorgan542 at gmail.com. That's bmorgan542 at gmail.com. This program is sponsored by New Life Beginnings. And again, this is Pastor Brad Morgan. And I would like to remind you that the best is yet to come. We love you and thanks for listening.